know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Season Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up, Podcast Land? This is your host, Jam and Joe, with the Fan for All Seasons Podcast. On today's episode, we're talking some Georgia Bulldog basketball in the SEC tournament, some Atlanta Hawks basketball, and some Atlanta Braves baseball. After a week off, my normal sidekick and co-host, RG3, is back. How's it going, buddy? It's going well, going well. Just uh, getting used to the time change. Yeah, yeah, you and me both, you and me both. Did you handle losing an hour of sleep last week? Uh, I handled it. I don't know how well I handled it, but I'm, I, I'm still here, so I, I handled it. I was really proud of myself. I thought I handled it fairly well. My girlfriend, on the other hand, uh, was was having a tough time handling uh, the loss of sleep. Although, interestingly about the, the time change, did you know that the day afterwards is called uh, National Nap Day? I did not. Yeah, March, March 11th, National Nap Day. I celebrated... And then my girlfriend celebrated like later when she got home from work. <laughs> Shout out to you, Allie. I know I you guess love I, National I, Nap Day. I don't know. It's, I guess, really my normal sleep. I don't know. It's weird. But, well, I guess that would be Sunday. Um, I guess I celebrated Monday. I slept in until about 11 o'clock. And Holy uh, it was like an hour before I had to get to work because my whole schedule changed. And I don't know. It's been a mess. But, yeah, I, who, I slept in until 11 o'clock. Who are you and what have you done with Richard? <laughs> Good question. Man, that's awesome. And I can't tell you. Man, all I have to say is, welcome to the normal club, buddy. Normal club? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> all right, so we're going to transition into sports. RG3, this is a big week on the sports calendar, so to speak. It's conference tournament week. Indeed. Uh, the SEC tournament. Um, most importantly, we've got the Georgia Bulldogs uh, playing or later tonight against the Missouri Tigers at 7 o'clock. And... You've kind of got three big picture topic questions in in terms of talking about the matchup with Missouri. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as we know, Missouri dominated the first matchup against Georgia on March 6th. Uh, What does Georgia have to do to make sure that this doesn't happen again uh, on Wednesday night? Well, what Georgia has to do better, RG3, is defensively they have to do a better job on Missouri senior guard Jordan Geist. Geist is averaging 14.7 points per game. And 4.7 rebounds per game and 3.2 assists. He's really kind of the guy that, that does everything for Missouri. And Georgia's guards did not do a great job of of keeping up with him defensively. He got loose. He hit threes. He was able to create off the dribble. And he was able to find his teammates. Specifically one teammate in particular. And that was Jordan Tillman. Tillman of Missouri is averaging 10.4 points per game. With 5.9 rebounds. And also, um, per year, who's averaging 7.2 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game, and 1.2 assists per game. So so Missouri's kind of got like a three-headed monster between Geist, per year, and uh, Tillman. And Tillman did a really, really effective job on the boards inside. And so Georgia's big men like Nick Claxton, Derek O'Bannon are going to have to do a really, really good job of containing, the, of containing Tillman inside. And Georgia's, and just like Georgia's guards, we're going to have to do a really good job of containing uh, Jordan Geist. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So if Jordy does that defensively and makes shots and doesn't turn the ball over, Georgia's got a chance. After watching the last two uh, games with Georgia, what do you think Georgia needs to do to get back into their rhythm? Well, what, well kind of what I alluded to earlier, Georgia Georgia just has to find a way to make easy baskets. And, and I don't know whether that's like getting the ball inside or letting guys shoot, but Georgia just has to do a, has to do a better job of making the game simpler on excuse me, simpler on offense. Georgia has to find a way to get people involved. Obviously Nick Claxton, you know what he's gonna bring. Do you think the team's relying too much on Nick Claxton? Uh maybe, maybe, but Georgia's gotta have help. And it also hurts not having Rashad Hammonds, which we'll get into in a little bit. So but Georgia's gotta have help. You gotta have Turtle Jackson make shots. You gotta have Jordan Harris be able to slash and get to the basket. You gotta have Derek Obede inside getting rebounds and dunks. You, you, you know what? Your guys be guys. And in a tournament like this, you need to have your guys be guys. And that's what Georgia's gonna have to do to get a win against Missouri and move on. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, Rayshon Hammonds, uh, he just had an operation on his foot. How big of a loss for the SEC tournament is that for Georgia, and what are your hopes for Rayshon for the next season? Oh, this is a crushing blow for the tournament. It's horrible. Uh, this is kind of your your second leading scorer on the team, kind of one of your go-to guys. Oh, no, not Claxton. Hammond's ability to create his own shot is really, really good. Uh, he can he, he's His jump shot is really, really improved. So this is a big loss. But as far as the future of Georgia basketball and Rayshon Hammonds next year, I think it's going to be really, really bright with the recruits coming in next year and with Hammonds fully healthy and Claxton. You, you know, you've got some pieces to work with next year. Tyree Crump is a senior. Jordan Harris is a senior. You have two senior guards that have been through the wars. And it'll also be good because this will be Coach Green's second year. You know, he doesn't have to teach as much. The guys kind of know what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So I think year two for Georgia basketball is going to, it's going to, it's going to, the arrow is going to be pointing northward. <laughs> it's going to be on the way up. Speaking of Tom Crean, uh, what, what, what was your favorite moment uh, from the regular season uh, for the first year head coach, Tom Crean? Well, other than his opening press conference, which was the day after my birthday, <laughs> thank you, Georgia, for giving me this birthday present. Uh, probably the biggest, probably my favorite moment was beating Tech. Beating Tech at Tech. His first game at Tech. For this senior class to go 4-0 against Tech. They're one of... that This senior class and another senior class. I think it was the 82 senior class. Went 4-0 against Tech. So that's pretty rarefied air to do that. So that was probably my favorite moment from this year. Um, was seeing Coach Crean and the Dogs go over to Tech and beat them and win four straight against them and hopefully continue uh, Crean's dominance of Tech uh, next year when they visit Athens. Mm-hmm. No doubt. That's going to kind of do it for our Georgia basketball talk on the show. RG3, I know Auburn's got a pretty good uh, seed in the SEC tournament. Uh, who do they play in their first game? Uh, I don't think it's been announced yet. Because um, they play on 3.30. Thursday. Thursday, okay. Yep, yep. And uh, well, what what seed are they? 
They are the fifth seed. Okay, so they're the five seed. Okay, so, so you're feeling pretty confident about Auburn. You think they can make a big run in the I, tournament? I think they can. They're um, I th- I think they're on the rise. They they went down into a slump for a little bit. Um, how how pumped up ago. were you uh, after that win against Tennessee on time? Oh, that was a fantastic game. Um, I mean. Just a fun game to watch. Um, just, really high scoring too. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it's 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 exciting to see see them play this well. So building off a win against Tennessee, do you think that can kind of give Auburn momentum? Oh yeah, most definitely, especially going going right into the tournament. No so doubt that that gives them a lot of energy, um, a lot of excitement. So uh, I think that's a perfect time to beat a team like Tennessee being being the five seed so uh so yeah so we kind of mixed in a little Georgia and a little Auburn uh, I mean I mean what can I say I'm a, I'm a nice I'm a nice host I'm a nice host <laughs> all right so that's gonna kind of do it for our college basketball RG3 remember to enlighten fans about our bracket challenge oh yes yes so make sure you email us send us on Facebook Twitter uh just any way you can send us our your bracket and um, the, those are due Thursday, the first big day of the tournament. Yep. Before Thursday, so Wednesday night at midnight. Yep, that's the last day we'll accept uh, brackets for the bracket challenge. And uh, who knows, you could win something big. So make sure you uh, you get it in. Something really big. Mm-hmm. Something really big. So RG three, we're gonna keep uh, the sports talk going here. We're gonna transition to a little baseball. And then we're gonna go to basketball to wrap up the show. So, you, so, so the Braves are kind of getting closer and closer to opening day. We've got, um, and you've kind of got some big picture questions in terms of uh, some Braves baseball. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm sure everyone's aware of this now, but the catching situation for the Braves uh, is pretty interesting. Uh, with Brian McCann coming back to work with Tyler Flowers. Do you like what the Braves have done with this catching situation? Um, I, I do, I do, and here's why. I'm, I like the fact that you have a right-hander, or have a right-handed batter in Flowers, uh, who had a pretty good year last year. I mean, he had 227, eight home runs, and 30 RBIs. And then you've got McCann, the lefty power bat, who is finally healthy According to what everyone says down in spring training, McCann looks to be really, really healthy. His numbers in 2018 don't indicate that because he was hurt. So, so I think, so I think we're gonna see McCann bounce back, and it really just depends on the Braves use him. The Braves use him where he's catching two or three, two or three games a week, then that's fine. And then you've got that lefty power back coming off the bench, and you also know for McCann, it's gonna, be, it's gotta be great for him. Getting to finish his career back home where it all started. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, RG3, I was at McCann's first game. Oh, yeah? In 2005 when they played uh, the Oakland A's, I believe. Mm. It was a Friday night game. Uh, my dad and I went. Shout out to you, Dad. That was really fun. And uh, I think the Braves lost that game. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah. And Because everybody was like, oh, you know, you know, we got this catcher, this kid named McCann. He's from Duluth. And I was like, what? <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So yeah, I'm, I like what the Braves have done with this catching situation. Um, I'm gonna miss Kurt Suzuki because we all know last year Kurt Suzuki. There's one thing he can do, and it's hit a fastball. Mm-hmm. And so the Braves are gonna have to be really careful when they play Washington this year. 
to not give Kurt Suzuki too many fastballs because he's going to hit him. Yeah. He's going to hit some dingers, RG3, and that's what scares me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so moving on to the uh, starting rotation, the race for the number five spot is heating up. Who, in your opinion, should get the nod for the fifth starter in the Atlanta Braves? Well, of late, RG3, the guy that I've just been reading about and like glowing about and hearing like so much positive things about is Braves top prospect Kyle Wright. Mm-hmm. Kyle Wright is a guy out of Vanderbilt and Kyle Wright looks to be the runner looks to be in the running for it. Uh, in the beginning of the in the beginning of spring training, the Braves thought, well, he'll go down to Triple A at some point or he'll be demoted to minor league camp like pretty early on. I mean Kyle Wright's pitched great. He's had he's had eleven strikeouts total in his last two starts. He's pitched really well. He's cut down his walks. He's really kind of like trusted his stuff, and uh, he's got he's got a really really good fastball. But the pitch for him that has really really improved is his cutter. His cutter now he's learning to be able to like throw that for strikes and trust it more. So between his cutter and his fastball, he's he's really really starting to make a rise up the up the ranks, and so much so that the Braves brass is very very excited what they have in young Mr. Wright. So I would so right now, I mean, it could change like tomorrow, but of late, like I think Kyle Wright's got as good a chance as anybody mm-hmm. between he or Tuki Tucson, yeah, or Mike Soroka. I mean, the Braves just have so many options. Like the depth is just crazy. It is. But Kyle Wright's the one that's really like. Pitching great. Whoever doesn't win the fifth starter spot will probably be in the bullpen. Can you give listeners some insight into what you think the Braves' bullpen will look like? So, this is kind of what I think the Braves' bullpen is going to look like. I've got it typed up here. So, you've got Jesse Biddle, you've got Sam Freeman, you've got Johnny Venters, and you've got A.J. Minter as your lefties. And maybe Max Freed is another lefty. So, those are your lefties. And then your righties from the Braves' bullpen could be Dan Winkler, Chad Sabatka, who came on like a house of fire toward the middle and towards the end of the year. Like that power righty coming out of the bullpen. Darren O'Day is a guy that is coming off Tommy John surgery. He's a sinker baller and he throws sidearms so he's like, woo, he goes down low. Mm-hmm. He's a submariner. So that's <laughs> so that's so that's that. Uh Rhodes Viscaino, which we know with him it's very roller coaster, very up and down. I like Viscaino's stuff. You just gotta control it better. Maybe Kyle Wright, you know, if he doesn't win uh, the starter spot. Maybe Tukey. I mean, we saw what Tukey did in the playoffs. Tukey pitched well. And uh, another guy is uh, maybe Bryce Wilson, who pitched really well yesterday for the Braves against the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, so those three between Wright, Tukey, and Bryce Wilson, I think one of them's got a shot to me in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Braves' bullpen could look like. And maybe there's a certain closer that – Pray fans are aware of that I would love nothing more to bring back. And that's Craig Kimball. Mm. I'm still kind of holding out hope that the Braves are going to do that. But yeah. I'm not trying to get my hopes up too high. So, right. so, yeah, that's what your Braves bullpen could look like, RG3. Yeah. So, is that going to kind of do it for our Braves talk here? I believe so. Are you excited for opening day? As it gets closer, I'm getting more and more excited. Right, right around my birthday, which is Friday... That's kind of when I started to get more into baseball mode. Mm-hmm. I find myself like flipping on MLB Network more, watching random spring training games, just, <laughs> just trying to reacclimate myself to watching baseball. Again. Yeah, I, I seriously cannot wait for opening day, March twenty eighth, against the Phillies. Bryce Harper 
uh, makes his debut in Philadelphia. And so I'd love nothing more for the Braves to go in there and uh, give him a thing or two of his own medicine. And uh, maybe, maybe he'll go over four with four strikeouts. And Philly people will be like, boo! And then they'll start throwing batteries because Philly people are <laughs> vicious and psycho. Um, so, yeah, are you are you getting more excited about uh, opening day? I am, I am. I, I need to check out the schedule and see uh, which games I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, and you definitely do. You definitely do. We'll we'll plan something out, and uh, um, what else we need to do? We might. I think what would be fun is if we had like kind of a viewing party, like a fan for all seasons fan. Oh yeah, viewing party. For, yeah, like, we can set up game. a little tailgate. Yeah, and uh, bring out a grill. Yeah, some cornhole, some fifty-four QB fifty-four. No, no, yeah, we, we we should definitely do that. Yeah. Springtime, beautiful weather, throw the baseball around a little bit. Yeah. Get some Johnsonville. Yeah. Slow down and grill. Ooh. Yeah. So so that's an idea for future things. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, so we're gonna transition to the last part of our show here, and we are gonna talk some basketball. We're gonna talk about the pro game. The uh, Hawks! Some Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta's <laughs> Air Force, true to Atlanta. You may fire when ready, sir. Alright, so the Atlanta Hawks only have 14 more games left this season. What are your hopes for these young Hawks during this last chunk of the season? My hope, RG3, is that they play hard. You, you get to see more of the development of a Trey Young as he closes out his rookie campaign. Kevin Herter is really starting to play pretty good basketball. Uh, he had 27 points the other night against New Orleans. So he's beginning to have more confidence with shooting the ball. The Hawks, in general, are, um, are are really becoming more of a fun team to watch. Granted, their record is not great, but I just kind of hope they play hard. I know they've got some tough games coming up, and I know that's going to be a question for later on in this Hawks segment. Um, so I just kind of hope they play hard, and I kind of hope they make it enjoyable for these last little chunk of games here and uh, give Hawk fans uh, some hope uh, for the draft and uh, for next season for sure. Definitely. And the Hawks have three big home games uh, left, Philly, Milwaukee, and Houston. If you had to pick one game to go to, uh, which of these three games would it be? Ooh, it's so tough. Honestly, I'd probably go Milwaukee because they're the best team in basketball right now. Mm-hmm. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is really, really good. So I think it'd be cool to see him in person. I also think it'd be fun to see Houston, though, too, because James Harden is really, really good. Although he travels whenever he dribbles. Um, just kidding. <laughs> uh, so so I, think, so I think either one of those two would be fun. And then Philly would be good, too, because Philly's a good team. Well, you can't pick all three. I asked you to pick one. I know, I know. Well, well I was just stating my case for all three. But if I really had to pick, I'd probably say Milwaukee. What, what would you say? Okay, okay, fair if you, enough. If you had to pick one. I don't know. I, I feel like Houston. I'm going to go with Houston. And you and you, uh, and you, you being a man of uh, the beard, uh, like James Harden and his massive beard. You're, oh, yeah. like, you're like, someday I'm going to grow a beard like James Harden. <laughs> He's my inspiration. Is, that, is that what you're working towards? You're trying to work towards that uh, the James Harden beard? Oh, yeah. Nice and fluffy. And yeah. And then uh, and the next time you hit the court, we're like, fear the beard. And it's like Richard with this <laughs> giant beard. just like I'm going to get t-shirts with, with like 
the shape, the shadow of my head, and then uh, just my beard. Oh, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I would totally wear that shirt. Like, in public. Oh, yeah. I know you would. Anybody would rock that shirt. <laughs> yes, they would. Yes, they would. <laughs> Anyways, so you were able to visit State Farm Arena for uh, four overtimes against the Chicago Bulls on March 1st. What are your thoughts on the game and experience? Oh my gosh, RG3. The, the experience was absolutely unbelievable. The whole setup in State Farm is really, really nice. Uh, I was just really, really impressed by like what they've done. Inside the concourse and uh, just walking around the arena, like there's a different vibe. There's a new energy around State Farm Arena. And that game, RG3, was the craziest basketball game I've ever seen in my life. Four overtimes. Trey <laughs> Young played. What What is it about you? Every time I go to a sporting event with you, something ridiculous happens. Whether it's the weather, whether it's like um, a new record that's been broken, or a certain player, I don't or know. it's you know here it's four overtimes, one of the highest scoring games for the in Hawks. NBA history. Yeah, it was the third highest scoring game in NBA history. Man. It, I don't know. I I just enjoy going to games with you. It, it, it was a lot of fun, RG3. It was a lot of fun. And it was great having you and uh, our man Alejandro Clark, despite being a Bulls fan, and uh, <laughs> my girlfriend, Allie, and your girlfriend, um, Ashley Ann. That was a lot of fun having everybody there. Um, we'll, we'll definitely get them on later and so we can hear about their State Farm Arena experience as well. Uh, the, the whole night was just great. Uh, Despite the loss, it it was just so much fun. It was a lot of fun. It was great. Are you are you definitely gonna go back to State Farm Arena next year? You think? I think I will. Yeah. What What did you think about uh, about the arena and everything, and like uh, what they've done? They They did very well with it. Um, I mean, a lot of the production too, like with all the lights and the speakers and um, and that video board. That video yeah, board. Yeah, that is... video board is nuts. I mean, I felt like, um, I mean, that video board was right in our sight. We had to look down a little further because we're in the upper section. But, I mean, it was almost as if you were looking at the live game on the video board. Yeah, it was so big. That was nuts. Very seamless. And, I mean, they, a lot of amenities there, a lot of food. Um, oh, but you didn't get your mohawk. I did not get my mohawk. My girl, uh, Ashley Ann, wouldn't let me. So hey, hey, next year, ne- next year, Richard's gonna get a mohawk. <laughs> we'll see. K- Killer Mike, he's coming for you, man. He's coming for you. All right, RG three. Well, that's gonna do it for this week for another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons podcast. Enjoy the college basketball, the conference tournaments, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Peace.